DJ and PK, Hot Takes and Toast, brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury has not. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillacs at Jerry Signer Cadillac today. Sniggy? Yo. I'm a little tired this morning. Why are you tired this morning, PK? Uh, because last night uh, I got some multicolored lights and I hiked up to the Y Mountain. You did not. BYU Police on line one. Yeah, I'm a little gassed. That, that was, was unauthorized, PK. You shouldn't have done that. It's got to be <laughs> authorized. You do not own that Y. Who owns a mountain? Uh, the person who bought it. Apparently Brigham Young University. <laughs> Jeez. Controversy in Utah County. I was up in arms. I was outraged. I don't think you were. <laughs> I don't think you were outraged by what we were about to talk about. You may have been mildly interested. I don't know that you were outraged. No, I I was disgusted. You're right. I wasn't outraged. I was disgusted. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert were the last two players selected in the NBA All-Star Draft. It was on TNT last night. They had LeBron and Kevin Durant alternating picks, choosing guys for their uh, team. And got down to four players, and Ernie Johnson noted, wow, there's two from the team with the best record in the NBA. And then it got down to three, and LeBron said, well, my team needs some size. So he figured he's going to pick Gobert. And he picks DeMontis Sabonis. Barkley called him out for that, turned a 6'11 guy into a 6'2 guy. But then at the very end, there it was. It was Mitchell and it was Gobert. When will the disrespect cease? Aaron doesn't seem to care. He says the All-Star game is worthless. I'd rather take a week off or rest or go somewhere awesome for vacation. It's not about the game. It is not. Brian says it's about petty jealousy by prima donnas. They can't stand the fact that a small market team has the best record in the league and they never understood. He says he never understood why they went away from East versus West in the first place. I hate prima donnas. With a passion ever since you were born? Uh, no, for you people before I was born. Better being. Scott says it's pretty sad when you play as a team, and that's devalued. I don't think that's why they went last, because they play as a team. It's mocked. Rick says they play in Utah. You do know the whole country makes fun of the state and the Mormons, dot, dot, dot. It's a fact! Exclamation point. And I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I've had enough of it. Kevin says, Rick, be real. I grew up in Massachusetts, and unless you like Boston or New York team, you were disrespected. They hate everyone. Religion was never a factor. Who's they? People who lived in the Northeast, I guess, since Rick says he grew up in Massachusetts. Oh, they're not, no one's thinking of Mormons. If they, if they think of Utah from there, they do think of Mormons. That, that, that's a fact, but it's not on the radar. You're not thinking about them. But if you should think of the state of Utah, that's one of the first things you think of. I, I've seen it a million times over. I told the story with Keith Van Horn the day before the draft. They break you out the top picks, and you're at your own table. And so you got all this national media, and I'm sitting next to Keith. 
not asking anything because at that point I've asked him every question I could possibly ask him after four years, five times probably. But if there's an interesting exchange, you're going to be there to capture it and document yeah. it. And that's that was the whole point. And, and 15 minutes into it, it dawned on me that they thought Keith was LDS. <laughs> and it wasn't. And then Keith figured it out too, and he said – he wasn't, and then they were surprised, and he said, yeah, there's a significant population that's not LDS. Not everybody is, and then he looks at me, how much, how many would you, what's the percentage, what would you say? <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, he had known me four years intensely at that sure. point. Yeah. Uh, so, I had been in his apartment over in uh, Midvale. So I'd, I'd been in his in-laws' house, so I knew him very, very well at that point. And so uh, he just asked me to, you know. You got said, any well, demographic uh, info yeah, for me, PK? I, I didn't know what they were, but there was no Wikipedia at that time. Or I would have said, hold on a second. <laughs> like I did with Bowler Jack when we went to the Doobie Brothers concert. And he's asking me all these questions right before the concert's beginning. Is out the Sandy Amphitheater at a beautiful summer night. Missed it not going there this year with everything being shut down. And he's asking me all these questions. And I've got my phone down below my uh, right hip, and he's on my left side. And he's asking about original members. And, oh, well, yeah. And then I look over. and <laughs> I was cheating the whole time. <laughs> he thought I knew it. Oh, I just had it memorized, which I had nothing memorized. I just knew some of their songs and – it's a summer event like going to the, the the bees game or something, you know. Just get to hang out with some friends and uh, and uh, enjoy enjoy a beautiful evening together. And so I'm cheating the whole time. <laughs> wow, man, you really know your stuff on these guys. <laughs> I'm a musical savant, <laughs> and I got my phone over here by my leg, and you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't see it. That was funny. <laughs> and that's the one they they play the promo on the big show where the the one gal's got up. She's sitting in front of me when the when the house lights came on, and she asked to take a picture. And Gordon got all jealous because uh, she asked to take a picture with me. And thanks to my my TV people, know what the what the ugly mug looks like. I guess so. Uh, and and good for Jake. Jake Scott called him out on that, uh, so I like when they play that promo. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think when people think of Utah from back east, they they think of the LDS Church, probably rightly so. And I, and then I actually think they think of the Jazz. I think the Jazz, in terms of publicity around the world and around the maybe not in the West as much, because you know you live in California, you live in Arizona. You're probably going to be uh, a little bit more familiar with Utah. Maybe have come up here skiing, uh, or certainly you know the LDS people. I mean, I played ball with them growing up in high school, and all that stuff it was not that big of a deal. Uh, there's, so, there's somewhat of a mystery back east, but I think the Jazz have uh, really brought uh, a lot of attention to the state, and I think it's uh, a lot of positive attention because when you think of the Jazz. You don't really think of anything negative, right? I mean, what what could possibly be negative that uh, is related to the jazz? I mean, you have to you have to go searching to to find stuff. So uh, that's the funny thing is that they don't get respect, but at the same time, they get a ton of respect. It's, it's like an oxymoron. 
Because if you th- people, when they think of, if you're into NBA basketball to any extent, when you think of the Jazz, you think of, oh, that's a well-run franchise. So you you get a lot of respect, even though individually they don't get a lot of respect, if that makes sense. I guess it depends on the tone of discussion. I think the thing that Jazz fans were, <laughs> were left feeling is, we are not the cool kids. They are laughing at us. Now, they may think it's a well-run franchise. They may look at other franchises and say, well, you've been down for a long time. You're not well-run. You know, until this right, year, the right. Suns, certainly the Sacramento Kings. That's probably yeah. better, better example than the Suns in Minnesota. Right. Um, but, they're, but for a well-run team, then why are they getting picked last and everybody's laughing? Because they don't get the individual respect. So among the well-run teams, they're the least respected. It's an interesting phenomenon about that, uh, as far as that goes. I mean, really, you 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 look at Portland. Portland's been pretty good mm-hmm. with the Lillard. I think Stotts is in like in his ninth or tenth year as the head run. coach. Yeah. So they, you know, they've had some pretty good stability. But when you think of Portland, you don't have to go that far back. When you think of the Jail Blazers, mm-hmm. right? And Jazz have had no such thing. And Phoenix, up until these last ten years, was thought of as a really well-run franchise. Well, then they change ownership, right? And Sarver's thought of as a buffoon. It's like he finally got out of his way, <laughs> his own way, and here we go. And now they're ten, eleven games above five hundred here. And right now, this morning. As we head into the break, they got the second-best record in the Western Conference. So it took a while, but still, this man has to prove himself. All right, is this just, uh, you know, you got Chris Paul, 35, 36-year-old Chris Paul, uh, and good for you, and you got it going now. But you certainly don't have a track record. So if you're viewed skeptically, it's justified, right? Right now it's going well, no question about it. But what are you going to do to screw it up? <laughs> and I think that some people are thinking along those lines here. Whereas the Jazz, it's not, it's not really what you're going to do to screw it up. And, and even this thing that they came out with Dennis Lindsay, what are we, two weeks uh, removed from this? So far, it's been pretty quiet, and a lot of people came to his defense. We had on David Aldridge earlier in the week, mm-hmm. who wrote the story for The Athletic, the great piece. He talks about Andre Patterson, who was with the Jazz, what, for two or three years? From, like, 2015 to 2017, and now he's with Cleveland. And Aldridge tells us that Patterson contacted him. It wasn't the other way around. He contacted Aldridge to make sure he knew, no, that's, that's not the guy I know. And so the people are coming to the Jazz's defense largely in this way. And this investigation will turn up whatever it turns up. But people came to the organization's defense, whereas, say, use Phoenix as an example. I'm guessing they don't come to uh, their defense. Now, maybe, uh, you know, depending on the individual who held that position. Right now it's James Jones who holds that position and that might be a little bit different. And it looks like it looks like now they finally have some stability, but still you wonder. So the Jazz do get an enormous amount of respect as a franchise. But they weren't feeling it during the draft. No, they mocked. They I, yeah. I was I I would feel slighted if I was those guys. I can tell you Gordon Hayward felt slighted. I heard stories about him. And he felt like, oh, that's because he was in Utah. Even when he made the All-Star team, he felt slighted, which is one of the reasons why he wanted to leave. Now, these two, 
Gobert and Mitchell seem to use it as, wait a second here, man. I can make fun of my brother and my team, but you can't. And they use it as a sense of, no, we're going to show you what this is about. Hayward used it as as a form of disrespect and wanted out. Well, he was the only guy on the team at the time. Maybe it helps to have two guys. I wonder how much that changes the dynamic. Well, and you're both disrespected. I mean, it's right. doubly worse, though. It's, yeah. I don't know that it helps in terms of respect. I, I thought it was disrespectful. That's because it was disrespectful. <laughs> That's why you thought that. Yeah, and they were laughing. Yeah. I guess you can see why Gobert would slide. I don't know, all the way to the end, but... You know, the, the All-Star game's all about, you know, high-flying dunks and three-point shots, and so Gobert's game isn't really built for no, it. No, that doesn't but Mitchell, water. No, Mitchell I doesn't make Mitchell doesn't make any sense at all. Neither if does you, Gobert. Well, if you dig deeper, he's going to get a bunch of rebounds and a bunch of dunks. No, no, no. That has nothing to do with any of that. So what it, does it have to do with? That, he, that LeBron says, I want size. Oh, when he, say, he says, I want size, and then he takes Sabonis? Yeah. That was disrespect. Right. That's where it's – That's has nothing to do with dunks and rebounds in the actual game. Who gives a crap about the actual game? That, that I couldn't care less. Uh, and if I'm available to watch it, I will. If I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I can just turn on and watch some highlights afterwards so I'm prepared for Monday morning. But it's not like I'm going to be just so intensely watching the thing. So the game itself, no, it's when – when LeBron said that, I, I guarantee you, if LeBron was picked last, there would be national outrage. LeBron, for so many people, he's a, a, a just a crusader. He leads the charge. Not for China, but for U.S., he leads the charge. Uh, and so if he would have been picked last, are you kidding me? Uh, depending on who was doing the picking, too, it would be a national discussion. Come on, let's have real talk. But he's the top vote-getter, so he's doing the picking. As he should be. He's the best player in the league and has been for many, many years. If that's, if that's how you decide who gets to be the captain to be the pickers, then I'm 100% behind that because he is a phenomenal player, and it's been an absolute joy for me as a fan of the game to watch him all these years because he's that good. Got more reaction coming in. The Jazz with the last two guys picked and a lot of laughter around that. And then after that, the fact that, uh, well, we wouldn't pick Utah when we were playing video games either. Nobody wanted to get Stockton and Malone. I, honestly, I didn't understand what that meant. Uh, it's just meant that the Jazz haven't been the cool kids forever. I mean, it's just not what they'll choose. They're not the cool kids. It's this... <laughs> You you be I mean it's that era so and I don't know because Stockton and Malone played so long I don't know if they're playing '80s eras teams or '90s era you know I mean you can, you know so if they were playing '90s era they'd they'd want to be the the Bulls they'd want to be the Rockets maybe maybe you'd want to be Barkley and the Sixers or the Suns depending on the era so it just boils down to cool that's what I, you're saying I think so yeah. Because he okay. did say as great a careers as they had. So he made sure he acknowledged, yeah, they're awesome. But I didn't want to be them. So at that point, it just comes down to popularity. There's nothing about the quality. I mean, he made a point of that. 
Well, they played in the height of Magic and Bird and Jordan. Yeah. So if you're compared to those three, then nobody is. Yeah, well, I guess this isn't scientific. You know, we don't know, well, like, how wide a range were you willing to pick? You know, was the – were you – Six teams, was that all anybody played? I mean, it's kind of apples and oranges because there were teams, uh, I mean, the Nuggets had some good players, right? But how many conference finals were they in? How many NBA finals were they in? It's not comparable. So I don't know that they're picking any of these other teams. But it's just not not the Jazz. I just wanted to know. I didn't want to have a discussion on it uh, about video games of the 90s. I'd rather discuss LA Freeways. So on the 405, <laughs> and the traffic was brutal. I was surprised. Well, on Western Avenue, the traffic was brutal. It's L.A. <laughs> so when does the disrespect cease? Matt says it won't stop until they win it all. And even then, there will still be disrespect. But there would be no basis to the disrespect after that. Okay, yeah, I agree on that, but that shouldn't be the level because there's been plenty of other players who didn't win at all and have gotten enormous respect. That's a true story. We can go through a list of players now who have an MVP, which is a lot of respect, and don't have a championship. I think the number one player who got the most respect for not winning a title, not even actually getting to the finals, would be Steve Nash. Multiple MVP, never made it past yeah. the conference final. I think of all the players, the great, and there's a lot of great ones who did not win. It's not that. Allen uh, Iverson. Uh, problem with Iverson, I mean, he's a great player for a little dude, but man, there's so much baggage. Yeah. But I think what yeah. you said for the little dude, he gets a lot of respect because people realize, <laughs> I mean, let's say it's just, it's a sport where it's a huge advantage to be bigger. Uh, Patrick Ewing. I see. I think Nash gets more respect than Ewing. Yeah, I'd agree. I think Nash is the most respected player never to win a title. Who else would be in that hunt? Well, all the ones who didn't win a title. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, PK. <laughs> Hall of Famers without a title. Elgin Baylor. We got two guys here. Stockton and Malone. Yeah. I mean, we've gone gone through the list a million times over. Uh, But I think Nash tops that list. So it's not like you have to win a title to get enormous respect. And so I wouldn't want to put that label on these jazz guys. You have to get this or else because it's not put on other guys. So you have to have somewhat of a level playing field here. And I'm not going to rule it out that they're not going to get one, though. I'm just not going to go there. I see no reason why I need to go there now. And I don't get jazz fans. Maybe it's because you, it's almost like it's too good to be true, so you can't believe it. But I don't get these, oh, they're never going to do it. It's never going to be done in this community. I just don't buy that. Never's a long time in sports. We've heard it about other stuff, and then it's happened. If you want to go at the collegiate level, and especially with the football, the way things are set up, and they're not set up, it's 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 not a level playing field. It just it just isn't, you know, just for for many different reasons. 
but I think, and it's not completely and totally a level playing field at the pro level, but I think it's the most level that we have. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. we got more of your reaction coming up. And we've got uh, David Locke on his way at 8.30. Joe Ingles at 9 this morning on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The NBA All-Star Draft is in the books. Donovan Mitchell was the next to last pick. He's going to play for Durant's team. Rudy Gobert was the last pick. He's going to play for LeBron's team. That's the one that Quinn will be coaching. They were the last two picked, despite the best record in the NBA. Charles Barkley said he would not stand for the slander of the Utah Jazz. And LeBron said he needed some size, so he took Sabonis over Gobert. And then he added to saying, well, you got to remember when we were kids playing video games, we never wanted to be the Jazz, despite how great Stockton Malone were. Never wanted to be the Jazz. And what's that have to do with anything anyway? And Durant laughed hilariously, just hysterically. Oh, well, you, you got to support LeBron. I mean, you can't go against LeBron. Do you realize if you go against LeBron in anything, how... The weight of the league will come down upon you. <laughs> for Way beyond the league. <laughs> I mean, that's for, for some media, it's got to be difficult because you can't really have your own opinion. You just you have to fall in line. Or else you're going to be ostracized. When will the disrespect cease? Hopefully, Utah Jazz Girl says, at Utah Jazz Girl, hopefully when we win that coveted championship, hashtag take note. Yeah, well, I think it would then for sure. Because great thing about that, man, you can't really have any excuses. Even if the, if you got to the final and the other team lost two or three guys, so what? Because that, if you're going to do that, you're going to disqualify Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, yeah. when they won titles, uh, when yeah, the other guys can, were hurt? You can go down a long list of finals. You can go back decades and you'd be disqualifying teams left and right. Don't do it, though. The Warriors. Don't do it. Matt, just Matt, says they need a championship. There will always be criticism, but the title would speak for itself. It would. Yeah, I agree with that. But my point is that why do you need that? Does anybody criticize Damian Lillard? No. They're, they've started to project that he needs to leave and go to New York. Why? <laughs> but, yeah, because they work in New York. <laughs> Who's they? Stephen A. Smith had a thing. I saw it on Twitter yesterday. It was a clip from a whatever show he was doing. The Knicks? He's got 29 buzzer beaters. He needs to be at a bigger stage. He's in Portland not getting the credit he deserves. Oh, I think he gets as much credit as he could possibly get. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. I think he gets more credit doing it in uh, the area in the Northwest than he would in New York. Because if in New York, if you're doing it and you're not winning anything, well, whoop de doo He's been to one conference final, hasn't won anything. But in Portland, man, you believe that Damian Lillard out there? He's just an incredible player. I actually think it works the other way around. Of course, because you're not doing it on the highest stage, but you're in Portland. Yeah, you're way out there. What's Portland known for? What are they doing tonight downtown? 
what what buildings are they setting on fire and uh, doing all the stuff they've been doing now, seemingly for endless amounts of time? And that's what you think of when you think of Portland right now. So you think that they're way out there. So in that turn, it works to his advantage, whereas in New York, you'd be getting hammered for playoff failures. They can hear me, all right, at Scream at the TV. Honestly, never. They could sweep through the playoffs and win the finals, and the disrespect would persist. They would call it a fluke. Might be a fluke, but who cares? (laughs) You still have the title. But people would care. They win a championship, gets called a fluke. People would care. We would hear about that. I I disagree on that. Because... Houston gets its two without Jordan in the league. Olajuwon mm-hmm. is universally praised. Rudy uh, Tomjanovich, the heart of a champion. Clyde Drexler, who I think was only there for half the season. Yeah, half of the second title. He wasn't there for the yeah. first one at all. And no one's blasting him. So if you get it, you get it. That's the great thing about it. I think there's something to this. The dude tweets at us. I hope the disrespect never ceases. I love it when players play with a chip. Of course, not every player, as you pointed out earlier, does play with a chip. Some just leave. It's apparent that Rudy plays with a chip, and it's apparent that Donovan's playing with a chip. and And I think you need that. I think a lot of the great ones do have that, even if it's manufactured. And it's not really there. But you've created it in your own mind, so even though the rest of us don't think it's there, you think it's there. And really, that's all that matters. Whatever it takes to get you to be able to motivate yourself, to work out, to put in all the time. Because in order to get to that level, you've got to put in a lot of time. I don't think you can just walk into the gym. I just don't believe that. I think that guys who... Who, and, and women, it's regardless of gender, you, whatever level you're at, if you're at the highest level, there's a lot of hours spent in there, and that's a lot of self-motivation. So I think that they, they have that, and they be able to get that. And I think these two guys that you said that, yes, they do that. And, and then you have to worry about, well, do you get caught up in it, and it actually becomes a detriment to you? Like, do you want it too bad, and you don't get it? You know what I mean? You talk about, well, I I wanted it so bad, it actually worked against me. It can get to that point. Depends on the person in the moment, but it does happen. I wanted it so bad. All right, we got a lot of people here saying never. And Jeff, never. And it's great. Bring it on. (laughs) <laughs> Jeff. Well, see, I think that's why it's fun to be a jazz fan. Because it's, you're never going to be a bandwagoner. You're always swimming against the tide. Yeah, it's not like uh, we see it nationally. Yeah. I tell the story when I, I, I floated the uh, Snake River. The, the, the guide was a huge Saints fan. Well, not coincidentally, the Saints had just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. so it's like, oh, sure, yeah, you can jump on the board. I, I, I seriously doubt he was a hardcore Saints fan his whole life, but they won it. And then one time I'm golfing in Seattle. No, I'm golfing in Palm Springs the year after the Seahawks 
won the title. And there's a street of about 20 houses. And I see three Seahawks flags. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, we got some breaking NFL news. I don't think it's going to surprise you, but it's, uh, it's official nonetheless. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.